Hello, and thank you for joining me on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge for another episode of The Fireside Broadcast, hosted by Catherine Grady. That's me. Today, I am thrilled to be featuring a special guest, artist and illustrator, and my cousin, Marley Byer. According to her website, marleybyer.com, where you can find her myriad detailed artworks, uncover her quirky characteristics, and more, Marley Byer shares her background, that she grew up in the foothills outside L.A., spent over 14 years in Oregon, and is ancestrally rooted on Kansas plains and in Minnesota prairies. Her work ranges from detailed scientific illustration to personal explorations of secret corners and quiet, beautiful, playful, momentary, everlasting human connections. She is heavily influenced by years of restaurant work, myths, truths, weird dreams, old country songs, hot dogs, baseball, velvet, quantum physics, the fine art film, Roadhouse, and more. Marley has worked as an illustration intern at the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County. She is currently the staff illustrator for the Maggot Brain magazine Ugh. via Third Man Records. She's been published by Yeti Magazine and Social Music Recordings and shown at the Portland Museum of Modern Art. Today, Ms. Spire is going to be giving us a view into the world of creatives and their unique struggle during the pandemic-induced lockdown. Marley Byers is a successful artist and creative media worker who I have always been inspired by. How have Marley Byer and her fellow members of the Californian artistic community managed to stay afoot during these times in their self-established art businesses? Ms. Byer offers advice for aspiring creatives on how to tactfully approach this career choice and power through these challenging times. California and the world would not be the same without these unique minds. Now that museums, boutiques, and concert venues are closed, has California lost its culture? Tune in for a professional voicing the ins and outs of what makes life so colorful. Okay, so what has your unique struggle been during the pandemic-induced lockdown? Oh, I mean, I don't know if it's unique, but mm-hmm. um, my uh, personal struggles, because in addition to doing art, I also worked in restaurants, so I haven't had like any restaurant jobs mm-hmm. uh, this whole time, which has just been totally weird and different and not the way that I've ever operated my life and um so that's been strange um and then like specifically on the art front um that's always kind of a a weird struggle as far as just making it um as any kind of like professional part of your life so it's always Mm -hmm. kind of piecing together this that the other and it's harder to do that during the pandemic as well um but, you know, you do, you keep moving forward and you keep trying. Um, I would say, you know, sometimes as you struggle with uh, inspiration or not even necessarily inspiration, but just kind of like the feeling that you should be making art because you have time and this is the pandemic oh, and yeah. what else are you doing? So you must, you must make stuff and mm-hmm. then the world's like crumbling all around you and the world is sad and everything's horrible. And so sometimes you don't want to or oh, yeah. a lot 
drawings that I've worked on have taken like so much longer than I think I would have ever taken on yeah. or taken to make uh, during the pandemic. And I think it's just a lot of my brain just feeling strange and weird about uh, all of life. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit of that. Those are some of my struggles. Okay. So are you spending more detail on those paintings or are you just like in a different mindset? Yeah, I think it's just the mindset. No, no, no. It's not like I'm going into some magical okay. place of great being. It's more just struggling with, um, like, why are we doing this? What are, the art's a yeah. weird thing to even talk about in a way because it's like, why are we doing in the first place? Like, yeah, that's a good question. Just because I want some strange thing he wants to make this. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, there's just no, you know, there's no there's no people interacting with you anymore so yeah. you can't you know you take show there there's no you know places to look at art or people who want mm-hmm. you know features or whatever it's just kind of a mm-hmm. weird empty void world <laughs> in, a, in a way right now do you so. get a lot of your inspiration from the people that you now can't really hang out with yes sometimes specifically certain people and other times just interactions with passing people or mm. moments happen um and many you know far fewer of those happen now oh so. i see when you have tried to make art, do you feel like a lot of people are making kind of the same thing or coming from the same place? So it's hard or are you... I don't know. And I, I wouldn't say that I see... I mean, I think a lot of people are doing pandemic-related. The, the, the pandemic has been inspiring their work. But I, I don't think that that means that they're making similar work. So I, I would say no. I don't think a lot of people are doing the same thing. Oh, okay. um, that's cool at least in my experience but i think a lot of people are inspired by the same experience that we're all going through yeah i i think so it seems kind of like a bit of a unifying experience have you been able do you have like a artist community or anything or um i mean i have right like you know i have friends who are artists and everyone's paths are slightly different and everyone is working in different like everyone that I know really is is sort of there are different kinds of artists and um I mean I would say we're all unified in the sense of the way we're all unified right now by like this Mm -hmm. is what is this horrible (laughs) thing that's happening in the world and and a lot of work like a lot of things of the artists I know are maybe the same that they would have been like in comparison to non-artists uh or maybe more so now but doing a lot of the questioning of just like what am I doing with my life what am I grasping (laughs) for now like how do I what am I ever gonna do Hmm. um but I I think that that's a little bit just part of the that's at least in my experience always been part of being an artist anyway yeah I mean it's definitely a challenging career choice to begin with so I'm sure it must be hard um it's weird I guess in that case how have you and the California artist community managed to stay afoot during these times and in your self-established art businesses have you like done anything in particular or new 
Well, just speaking for myself as like the most, almost most minor member of the California artist community (laughs) as a whole. Um, But in my own experience, uh, you know, I, well, first of all, I was relying a lot on restaurant work for Mm. like, like income before the pandemic. So that ended, but I ended up having unemployment. So um, Uh I've had that as like a steady, luckily thing that I can exist on for most of this time. Um, But I, you know, we also, everyone I know is like trying to figure out how to be, how to do something, how to make, you know, a living during this period, mm-hmm. which is just specific to um, everyone's personal like path. You know, one of my friends is a more along the illustrative spectrum as far as her income, like where she earns her money. She does a lot of um, textbook stuff, and her Ooh. partner does uh, like he's an artist as well, but he also builds websites. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are relying on their you know second set of skills or, mm-hmm. or whatever and for me you know I'm I'm thinking like how do I not go back to restaurant work and I'm you know teaching has seemed really impossible during this time especially like yeah. starting to starting to focus more on teaching again and so but you know that I'm you know sending out these applications and emailing this person trying this mm-hmm. and and it, you know picking up small gigs here and there for art that I have done oh, but um, you know I do illustrations for this magazine and mm. do some small design projects here and there so it's all kind of a in the way it always was a piece together lifestyle yeah so it's um, kind of like this dual thing I guess yeah but I've been lucky to have uh, that I did before because it's also and you know I that was how I was really like also earning my life to, my life before so I have both things going on okay cool do you have any advice for creatives on how to tactfully approach this career choice and power through these challenging times um I you talked a lot about like um kind of resorting to other skills or developing other skills as well yeah I mean I think like I don't know as far as like artists go I don't even know how many people really like choose it as like this is why I just have to do like, or like you know mm-hmm. this is going to do this for a career because I'm going to make um I think it's something to just do no matter what uh and so it just depends on how you do it in the first place as far as advice is concerned like I don't know don't expect to have a like well uh mapped out lifestyle yeah um but everyone's like i said said before everyone's path is different so i think as long as you're okay with just keeping on keeping on and trying to make the work that you want to make or do your creative work in the way that you want to do it um I think that that's just all you can do and if mm-hmm. that means that you do it one way then that's your way of doing it and good for you and if you do it another way then that's that's your way of doing it I just don't know that there's any easy or any like solid advice to give other than just okay. keep on keep on keeping on <laughs> yeah 
I mean, there's so many elements of like the art world, so I guess it's not it's not like a typical nine to five job, so you can't really say that. that yeah, it's such that, a but. weird like thing. I almost just never think of it as a it's a like a, a career. Like you, you know, mm-hmm. like saying it, calling it a career. I think, oh, well, it's just like this thing that I do that I have <laughs> always done. That right. I don't know. It's just not really like big money earner but Mm -hmm. it's what I do so I also have other jobs or and Mm -hmm. of course there are different ways to you know earn money in a in more like straightforwardly artistic realms you can work in galleries or you can Mm -hmm. follow a more direct teaching path or or whatever but I think as far as like the really creative part of yourself you just keep on making what you want to make and however you want to live your life so that you can do that I think is I guess the thing to do with a lot of creative jobs would you agree that it's more about actually wanting to do it not doing it for the money I think that's kind of where I was coming from as an aspiring actress myself too yeah I think it's just like I don't know I think you know only from a from at least from an artist's like a visual artist perspective you can't expect to really earn money on the mm-hmm. like art that you want to make. Yeah. You might get lucky and you might sell your paintings for good amounts of money at some point, but it's just figuring out how to, yeah, like how to make and do what you want to do creatively mm-hmm. and then also be a part of the world and society and yeah. in whatever part of the world you feel like living in. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be getting into it for the money, but, mm-hmm. um, doesn't seem very sustainable. Yeah, there's so many different ways to live and, uh, and piece your life together, like I said. So, yeah. as, yeah. Um, it also, yeah, seems- I think, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, <laughs> no, no. I was going to say that the creative job thing, I think, is almost just, it's like not a real thing I mean they exist of course but I think people who have what is considered a creative job if they are also like wanting to make their own artwork their job is just the job that they do and then they make their Mm. artwork they Mm. they do their play their music or whatever and they might love their job as well but it's like you you still do both things I think I guess yeah I've seen that a lot too well yeah I've, I've seen a lot of um people kind of have that lifestyle and speaking of I don't know just like lifestyle and differences and all that I was looking at your website which is really cool I love the way you designed it and you also posted this on Instagram sometimes you have like a weird America section what what is that exactly so first of all like my website and my work and the way that I've lived my life in artistic like artistically is I do a lot of different work so yeah I work in restaurants and then I do the science illustration stuff which I kind of got into hoping it would be more of like a sustainable gig than it it's was, really but, cool but I do that and I can you know so that's led to some work in that field and then I do some illustrative work for like magazines and other publications so it's the, so my website has all these different sections mm-hmm. and so the weird america is a little bit more of like my own true personal art work uh section and i don't know it's just some 
phrase that came to my head at some point, but I've always <laughs> just been, um, I've always loved, like, kitschy's not really the right word, but, like, Lonesome Road, you mm. know, Western America, uh, funky little hole-in-the-wall, weird tourist traps. Oh, um, those are, that's fun. Uh, you know, UFO. Oh, no, Ooh, cool. And, like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever driven Route 66, uh, but just that whole, like, kind of funny what is this place? Mm -hmm. Why is this person here? What is this like completely <laughs> invented museum of junk? And, um, oh yeah, so there's I, a lot of those. Like, all sorts of just funny side of the road stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know, Weird America is just kind of like a, a larger concept of America is this, you know, it's not really specific to America. My mm. aesthetic, my my life has been American, but it's all yeah. like, it's all to do with the funky little experiences that you can have, mm -hmm. the interactions with people that you have in one place at a time here and there, and then are passing through. Um, you know, mm -hmm. just weird human interactions, weird sights to see. Uh, those are really fun, you know. Yeah, so it's just kind of more my, my own. I guess you can call it you if you wanted to call like it your fine aesthetic. art. You could call it fine art, but yeah, mm -hmm. it has the the general, you know, weird America has to do with human interaction and sort of a mm -hmm. timelessness that feels maybe like it is probably considered the past, but it's really not, and it could be any time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. I mean, I definitely see that in your pieces and stuff. Um, and it seems like it's also kind of fueled by this human interaction. On on the on the page, I the, you have the little subtitle. It says loneliness and content are so close. So since a lot of this is fueled by that human interaction, have you like not been able to make a lot of work, or have you had like strained connections with? members of your artist community or people you're inspired by not like uh, not like getting into your business strain connections but just like um I don't know like has it what's it been like I guess I mean I think a lot of the work that I've made over the pandemic has been more because I I haven't been doing as much like paid work or illustrative work as I normally do I've been focusing more, which is actually, if there are benefits to this weird time, that's been one of the strange benefits. I've been focusing more on making my own, like, more, like focused drawings and oh, paintings nice. and been more intentional. And so I would say that the work that I've been making is exploring that kind of weird America bar and diner and funny place um it's been exploring it more uh i guess more than i normally which is more intentionally oh. like i've been making larger bigger pieces and oh, cool. so it all has i'm still you know so much of my work that i still make has to do with these moments in time and these shared experiences and i think that I was already doing that, but now the pandemic has like reframed it a little mm. bit more where it 
just feels like more connected to the time, I guess, than than it did before. Because before mm. you just had a weird experience, or you had a drink at a bar, or you passed through a town and you stopped and had lunch or whatever, and it, you no one ever thought anything of it, and or you thought something of it maybe, but you didn't think, well, this is weird that I'm doing this. And now mm. I think that these drawings, which were already like often considered lonely or uh, quiet they have that loneliness and that quiet I think mm. are maybe ringing a little more true um so yeah I don't know I oh think, okay. does that answer your question oh, yeah for sure <laughs> well continuing on like the website side of that um I, you have a lot of like different mediums I've noticed um mm-hmm. some of these are also in my house <laughs> so um since you talk about weird America uh and then you talked about this kind of loneliness aesthetic and then you spent some time this fall in Kansas so you have this section called lost midwest and then the standard deluxe how have you maintained these sectors of your practice to engage audiences throughout the pandemic and did you work on any of the I'm also wondering did you work on any of the lost midwest while you were in the midwest oh so no so the way the website is framed is just sort of like these are those I honestly like I don't even really know why I structured my website that way where I have the whole section <laughs> for those Midwest drawings. I mean <laughs> I like it. It's cool. But I so that's just sort of like I, I grouped the whatever I've put on my website, I grouped it by kind of um series. So those mm-hmm. are all sort of together in a similar vein. Um also, I made my own website, so it's, like, really hard for me to edit it because I'm terrible at it, so I never <laughs> oh, edit I'm it. Like, so made, bad at tech stuff. <laughs> I made the website, like, oh, probably almost 10 years ago, and that's oh, crazy wow. to say that out loud, but, like, not 10, but maybe, like, 8 years ago. Um, I mean, I really, it's cool. <laughs> and Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but some of the things are just kind of still up there because I, like, haven't taken mm-hmm. them down so mm-hmm. the last midwest is like those those are just kind of old drawings that naturally have their own section on the website and i mm-hmm. haven't really been working in that um style these days but i do like those drawings yeah um and then the standard deluxe was a um was a thing i did in the end of 2019 and that was kind of same along the lines of the Weird America vibe of um, wanting to then extend these this concept that I have in my head of these like passing through towns and having mm. these moments with people and I wanted to do it as a like full project so cool. a, a long time ago I had like this half fantasy of opening a diner and having oh, it that be, would be so fun um, well <laughs> <laughs> I you know I was I was much younger and hadn't worked in restaurants for as long as I have now and I now I'm pretty sure I don't ever want to own a restaurant because oh. it's a really hard business to yeah, run and again, I like working in restaurants just fine but it's it's really low it's hard to like earn a living you mm-hmm. work so much and it's just it's it's kind of its own art passion project yeah, like if you want to be doing sure. that you have to be doing that so but 
that's the original framing of the standard deluxe was it started at this as this concept in my head of owning a diner and having it be a kind of a art diner where oh, would I would have cool. like rotating shows on the walls and then oh. how, how old roadside diners have gift shops um oh I would gosh. have like friends handmade things and cool that stuff would in be there cool. you know um but I always wanted it to be kind of funky still and mm-hmm. have these beautiful class like lovely items um mm-hmm. but not be sort of yeah annoying and overpriced and totally <laughs> oh, oh my gosh yeah. artisanal um so that's where that originated and so last or I guess no a little over a year ago now um I just kind of went for it and put that into existence in my apartment and parking spot for a day <laughs> it was this long project that I only like had happened for a day so I spent mm-hmm. forever you know making all these things and building this little gallery in my parking space and so having cool. I had friends show their work oh um gosh. if they wanted to and really built it out as I mean like as best I could in the weird space that I have but it was really nice and it was a really fun uh gathering of friends and people and strangers and and then I turned my apartment into a quote unquote diner (laughs) oh my gosh that's so fun set all these tables up in here it's a really not big apartment it's a nice Mm -hmm. enough place but it's like I crammed it full of little tables and uh, you know, put checkered tablecloths, and I made a menu. Oh my gosh, it was that's all so fun! Um, to, you know, it was all kind of connected to this this stuff that I've been thinking out about forever, and that I've loved forever, and um, and so yeah, just did it. Realized that, and it was really wonderful, and I really want to keep doing more of those things and have them be more more and more art forward and but still fun and still approachable mm-hmm. and not art world forward but you know I want to have I want to do one that's a bar next and I want to mm. have uh you know really build it as a as a structure of some kind and but I kind of want to build it out of cardboard <laughs> I have all these ideas but the the, the core of that concept is that it's a gathering so yeah you can't really do it during this Mm -hmm. time but I I do think about it still and I and I think that we're you know possibly starting to feel like maybe we'll come out of this time eventually who knows (laughs) um so it's been more and more on my mind uh in terms of how to ever do it in a way that would be approachable for general public again that's awesome so we'll see I mean I think I'll do things like that again in the future but it's just so strange to imagine you know just just strangers and friends and Mm -hmm, people coming mm -hmm. into my apartment all day at that point feeding them and like not caring (laughs) and and now we don't do that you know yeah that's not allowed so it's a strange way to think about doing things like that again but that's so I think it will happen I love things like that. That's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, it also seems like it's kind of a bit of, like, living that weird America thing you talked about. Like, your own diner on the side of the road is kind of, like, like one of those connections you don't really have very often. 
that's yeah that's cool. totally exactly you have like a really unique character in that way you just described you know keeping up those things and doing a lot of your artwork and doing it for you for all members of like the creative world is what helps keep you going and doing it and just makes our culture i know you haven't been able to do those awesome little gallery things which i would so love to see really fun like museums and boutiques and i think probably a lot of farmers markets are closed concert venues too do you think because of this california or just i don't know a lot of the world has lost some of its culture or have you yeah i think absolutely i think that this is a huge problem i think mm. we've lost so many restaurants and um you know places that have been from places that have you know just opened recently to places that have been around for hundreds of not hundreds but a hundred years mm-hmm. um and uh i think that we're, we're definitely losing music then i mean i know Yes, we're losing music venues. I think most or many places of like cultural and uh, just even just celebratory like gathering are struggling. If not, I mean, many are also going under, and I think we're losing a huge amount of culture in that way, and it's awful. And it's, mm. I think that that really got to me for a long time. I mean, it's not that it isn't so awful, but it, like, mm-hmm. really, really, really just was wrecking me for a long time. Because so bet. many people that I know, have, like, are all just, that's what my life is. is like, restaurants and music venues and creative weirdos. And, <laughs> um, and it was just, you know, it's, it's kind of being burned. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I think I hope I I hope and I wish that you know the culture that comes that what comes out of this and what comes back is strong and interesting and feels rooted in something important. But it is also I don't know. I think that uh, COVID aside, I think that there's a lot of just I don't even know how to really say it, but I think that culture is changing a lot with like the extreme accessibility of everything and the internet yeah. really being at the forefront of life and mm-hmm. tech and um i think what was already happening in many ways is it like exacerbated by this COVID thing but mm. um the COVID thing is horrible as far yeah. as as far as yeah arts and culture and dining is concerned I think and I I mean I know a lot of art spaces are still open and Mm -hmm. trying to do virtual shows and um, I think visual art has been a little bit more fortunate than um, music and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing because Mm -hmm. it doesn't rely on immediate like turnaround the way that that kind of thing does anyway it's all really sad (laughs) yeah so keep wearing your masks and um also like keep supporting local artists right um yeah if you can and like yeah support always support 
local artists and mm-hmm. musicians and um, restaurants and everything. And cool. it's, it's all very important. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to lose that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of all the time I have for today, but that was really cool. And I didn't know a lot about you, even that about you, even though, you know, you're my cousin. So thanks for sharing that. That was, and it's really great to hear your voice. I missed you. It's so nice to hear yours too. And yes, I miss you. And um, yeah, I hope you have a great day calling and listening to me (laughs) ramble. No, it, it was fun. It was fun. Okay. So make drive-by diners have an unusual interaction with the hot dog stand guy on your road trip. Don't sell your jewelry overpriced, but make sure to appreciate artists, especially now. And try supporting a local artist in your area because they are what make our culture, and you won't want to lose that. To follow Marley Byer, find her on Instagram at Marley Byer. There's going to be links in the show notes and on the show's website, 889thebridge.org slash shows1, as well as a link to Marley's artwork and so much more. Again, check marleybuyer.com to browse her amazing, one-of-a-kind, various pieces and to support the creative community during these unprecedented times. Please let me know via the email gm at 889thebridge.org if you get any. We could be twinning in room decor, please. I would like to know. (laughs) I am at 889thebridge on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The Fireside Broadcast, along with my other group podcast, Divided, a political podcast where normally oppositely opinionated people can come together and converse in order to bridge the gap between different ideas and bring unity to our station and listeners, can be found on 889thebridge.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, more than ever, please consider donating to support the artists and media workers that make our community what it is, but especially are challenged during these times at 889thebridge.org slash donate now or 889thebridge.org slash booster dash club. Any amount helps, and we deeply value your support. If you're interested in hearing how the Fireside broadcast is made or for other voices from this station, visit 889thebridge.org. And thank you to Eden Voss for the gorgeous cover art allowing this podcast to be possible. She has her own show, The Garden of Eden, clever name, right? And is also the co- a co-host with me on Divided. All of which you can find the links to and those previously stated on 889thebridge.org, as with other bridge content to fit your inquiries. I am Catherine Grady, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Fireside Broadcast. And thank you, Marley, if you're still listening to this. It was an absolute joy to have you and lovely to hear your voice again. There are many exciting updates coming soon, so stay tuned. Please consider supporting your local artist community. And I've said enough, so stay cozy!